Hi, I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Care Services at LCS. You're listening to the Healthcare Highwire, the LCS Health Services Division premier podcast that inspires to provide meaningful and pertinent content that gives you an edge in balancing business and healthcare. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Gone Learning, Back in 10, Healthcare Highwire's 10-minute study tool. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Highwire. I am Michelle Kramer, Director of Health and Wellness Programming and Post-Acute Specialist with LCS Health Services Division. Joining me today is Keely Kent, Senior Vice President from Encore Rehabilitation. We will be discussing how the Keys and iKeys report can maximize CMS reimbursement, making your quality reporting measures count for your community. Welcome, Keely. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. So, Keely, there are so many acronyms out there that we are drowning in alphabet soup. What specifically should we focus on to maximize our reimbursement from CMS? Alphabet soup is right. I don't know about you, Michelle, but sometimes I feel like it's a full-time job just keeping up with all these acronyms. As you know, CMS is notorious for acronyms for everything, from PPS to MDS, even the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services is abbreviated, CMS. So what does this all mean? Today, I'd like to talk about a few different definitions for you. VBP, value-based purchasing, which is our system to link provider payments to improve performance by healthcare providers. We have QMs, which are quality measures, and quality measures are tools that help us measure or quantify healthcare processes, outcomes, patient perceptions, and organizational structures slash systems that are associated with the ability to provide high quality healthcare that relate to one or more quality goals for healthcare. You have the QRPs, which is your quality reporting program, The quality measures that relate to care provided by skilled nursing facilities are your QRPs. The skilled nursing facility QRP data is publicly reported on Nursing Home Compare. It allows consumers and other healthcare providers to access key care areas of a skilled nursing facility and compare one skilled nursing facility to another. You have the PPRR, which is your potentially preventable readmission rates. And then the KEYS, Q-I-E-S, which is your quality improvement evaluation system. This is where you'll pull your provider preview report, which we'll talk about in a little bit. This is going to be replaced by your iKeys, your I-Q-I-E-S, which is your Internet Quality Improvement Evaluation System. Wow, all these programs really impact our reimbursement, and holy cow, they are a lot of acronyms. But I'm sure we're going to go through it a little bit more detail. So, Keely, tell us why all of these are so important to our communities. Perfect. So we're going to get a little technical here. As you know, as a result of the Affordable Care Act of 2010, CMS initiated the Hospital Value-Based Purchasing Program, which rewarded acute care hospitals across the country with incentive payments for the quality of care provided to their Medicare population. Under the Hospital VBP Program, Medicare makes incentive payments to hospitals based on either performance or improvements on each measure compared to their baseline period. Now, if we fast forward a few years, here's the technical part. Section 215-215 of the Protecting Access to Medicare Act of 2014, or PAMA, the PAMA, added sections to establish a skilled nursing facility value-based purchasing program. The SNF VBP program rewards skilled nursing facilities with incentive payments based on the quality of care they provide to Medicare beneficiaries as measured by a hospital readmission measure. So, Keely, would you please give us a little bit more detail on what PAMA specifies under the SNF Value-Based Purchasing Program? 
Sure. So PAMA looks at a couple different things. They establish scores on both improvement and achievement. They're evaluated by their performance on hospital readmission measures. They receive quarterly confidential feedback reports containing information about their performance. They earn incentive payments based on their performance. And they receive a reduction on their payments based on their lack of performance. Wow. Keely, does this mean anything to us right now? Absolutely. This does. It brings us to today. So for fiscal year 2021, October 2020 through September 30th, 2021, not only are the value-based purchasing looking at hospital readmissions, but they're now using your very quality measures from your facilities as data. Your current processes and outcomes are impacting your future. That is so important to know. So when we are looking at our quality measures and the value-based purchasing programs, this leads us to review our SNF provider preview report that we should be accessing, right? When looking at this report, what data are they reporting on for fiscal year 2021 reimbursement? That's a great question. And you are right. We should be looking at that report. This is a hard pill for us to swallow. What you get paid for fiscal year 2021 actually comes from data collected back in 2019. And what makes matters even more difficult is that during the observation period, every skilled nursing facility in the country was gearing up for PDPM. However, they were getting paid under the RUG system. Wow, that's really interesting. And so why is this important? Sure. So let's think about this. You're a skilled nursing facility and you're getting paid on your skilled residents based on the volume of therapy. Missing an area in MDS may be Section K, Section C, a diagnosis, Section GG. That didn't impact your payment. Some skilled nursing facilities got really good at coding these sections and followed our urging to make sure that the MDSs were complete and as full just they need to be done for PDPM. But some skilled nursing facilities didn't heed the suggestion. As a result, MDSs were not complete. And while it didn't impact their payment at the time, those incomplete areas or dashes are now showing up in the quality reporting program and causing, in some case, a 2% reduction in the Medicare payment starting October 1st, 2020. I know it is so imperative that we are accurately coding these sections of the MDS and ensuring that we have no dashes. So let me get this straight. What we did in 2019 is going to affect what we get paid in 2021, right? It sure does. We need to be aware that what we are doing now is going to affect what we get paid in 2022, correct? Absolutely. And that's why we're addressing these things today. It goes completely against our culture of instant gratification, for sure. I do want to note, Michelle, though, it is important to remember that CMS has come out and said that fiscal year 2022's performance period under the Skilled Nursing Facility VBP program as a result of the public health emergency COVID-19 is being revised. So per CMS, if they don't have enough data to reliably compare national performances on measures, they may propose to not score facilities, hospitals, or skilled nursing facilities based on such limited data, or make the associated payment adjusted for the affected program year in the value-based purchasing at this time. We're not sure what exactly they are going to do, but what we do know is that what we are doing now is going to impact your future. So how do our communities know if they are getting an increase or a reduction in CMS reimbursement? Yeah, that one's pretty easy. There's actually a ton of information that is on the provider preview report. But if your incentive payment multiplier on that report is a one, there will be no impact to your payment. If it's less than one, you'll get up to a 2% reduction. And if it's more than one, you can get up to a 2% increase. So what do we need to do to monitor our progress and to ensure that we do not fall into the 2% payment reduction from Medicare? 
Well, unfortunately, we know that we can't impact fiscal year 2021, but our first line of defense is knowing where you stand. You can impact your future. It is imperative that every community get on the Keys database and pull their provider preview report. A link to how to access those instructions can actually be found on CMS. If you're not sure how to read or understand it, I recommend you reach out to your business office manager or your therapy provider who can provide you some support. I agree. This is extremely important to run the keys report and specifically the provider preview report to ensure that we identify areas of opportunity. So Keely, when should our communities be reviewing this report? The actual report is published once a year. I recommend pulling that report now to see where your areas of opportunity exist. It's a great opportunity to create a copy for your facility or identify areas to improve. Just because you can't pull an updated provider preview report frequently doesn't mean you can't track the measure that CMS will report. Knowing your readmission rates, tracking your Section GG outcomes, and continuing to focus on great quality care and documenting that great quality of care is key. Wow, I totally agree. It all comes down to our systems. We need to ensure that we are meeting in the PDPM huddle daily to discuss the residents, review all the hospital documentation, physician documentation, and medications that will impact the PT, OT, speech, and nursing CMIs. We also need to ensure that we are identifying and coding all the medical diagnoses, care needs, and NTAs on the MDS, and they need to be coded appropriately in the sections of the MDS. And then documentation is paramount in the medical record. We need to find it there to support the accurate coding of the MDSs is also extremely important. I agree. It's also important that communities scrub their MDS to identify any errors. Yeah, that is so true, Keely. LCS communities use Team TSI to scrub 100% of their MDSs. And as the Team TSI scrubber, it identifies potential errors, warnings, alerts within the MDS, and also notifies the MDS coordinator of alerts that will impact the quality measures that will potentially negatively impact the 2% quality reporting program reimbursement. It is vital for communities to know that these items can be corrected prior to submitting the MDS and billing to MDS. That is really important. And Michelle, in addition to the PDPM huddle, communities need to be holding weekly Medicare meetings to ensure they're combing through documentation and reviewing the MDS prior to submitting it to ensure accuracy and that we don't have any dashes. We also need to be continuously talking about improving function and what more we can do to improve our patient outcomes. Yeah, and the triple check meeting is vital as well. This is the last time we have as a team to ensure all items are accurately coded to bill. Don't you agree that these meetings have to be solid? Absolutely. Our communities need to focus on that MDS accuracy, reviewing submissions in the keys database, the UBO4 accuracy, talking about processes for quality measures and the QRP mechanisms for improved outcomes, focusing on our QAPIs, and of course, clinical programs. I agree totally. This is really important for our communities to really focus now because we are impacting the future. We really need to tighten up our processes so we do not jeopardize reimbursement. We have the opportunity to improve and impact our future going forward. We do, but it comes down to making sure we are addressing things now. It's not just about addressing safe discharge. It's not just about a process to make sure they don't return to the hospital after they leave our skilled nursing facilities. Discharge planning has to start day one. It's about making sure the MDS is accurate from the start, making sure the areas of opportunity on the CASPER report are addressed. It's the whole package. It's also a team approach. And if the entire team works together, we can not only impact the incentive payment for the next fiscal year, but maybe even get it above a one and get some of that 2% back. 
Keely, this has been a very important topic to talk about and very educational. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Michelle, for having me. This has been a Healthcare Highwire presentation. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us on Gone Learning. See you next time. Legal disclaimer. Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Thank you.